0: During my morning prayer time over the past week, I came across an excerpt from Norman Shawchuck, a United Methodist pastor and author, and in it he discusses that as he listens to kind of himself and to other Christians, that he notices that over the years of following Jesus, we tend to suffer from various symptoms of drifting away. He goes on and addresses that when we're young in the faith, we we have this vibrancy and we're eager to give sacrificially of our time and resources to alleviate the pain and suffering of those in need and of the poor. To take time for our daily reading of Scripture and to be in prayer. But then after some years, we, we find ourselves beginning to drift away from these spiritual disciplines that have sustained us in our earlier years. And as I read this it, it resonated with me and I and I started to wonder how many of us find ourselves in those places. Those places where we have drifted away from our spiritual disciplines and from our relationship with God where we're not as eager to draw near. And this is why, over the season of Lent, we're we're looking at how we are called to draw near to God. Last week, we looked at the call from James to submit our very lives to God, all that we are. To resist the devil, and how we are called to engage and draw near as we seek God's guidance and wisdom for our lives. And this morning, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 19. But before we go there, I want to kind of set the table, if you will. In, in the Old Testament, the priest was the only one who could enter into the Holy of Holies of the temple. This is where where God, well, this was the throne room, if you will. And, and the priest was the only one allowed to enter in. No one else was able to. Or allowed in. So much so that they, it is said that they would tie a rope and a bell to the priest because there was a belief that if you entered into the Holy of Holies and you were not pure yourself, when you entered into the Holy of Holies, into that presence of God, you would be struck dead. And so they would hear the bell ring, and they would use the rope to pull out the priest if he died in the Holy of Holies because no one else was able to enter. But even the priest was only allowed to enter once a year. On the Day of Atonement, or in modern times, what we call Yom Kippur. See, the the very architecture of the temple in the Old Testament kind of promoted this mindset of of distancing ourselves from God, of not being allowed in, of not being able to draw near, of stand back. In the the temple architecture, the Gentiles could go no further than the outer courts. And the women could go no further than the inner courts. and, And men could only go into the inmost court. But as we've mentioned, only the priest could enter the Holy of Holies. So imagine the mindset of those people. As they hear these words from Hebrews chapter 10 where it says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter into the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he has opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You see what they're hearing is Jesus changes all of it. That that through Jesus Christ we can draw near we can approach the throne room that we have been given and granted complete access to God through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. And this division, this, this veil is gone. These, this hierarchical system where you're only allowed to get so close is gone and we hear this echoed in Matthew 27 and in verse 50 and 51, where it says, When Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit, this is at the crucifixion. And it says, Behold, the curtain of the temple was torn into from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. This is that echoing, that, that, that curtain, that veil that kept everyone from the Holy of Holies where you couldn't even see in. It was split. And notice how it was split from top to bottom. It was God reaching down and granting access. God was the one that tore the veil and said, draw near to me. Enter in to my kingdom. This occurred because there was a perfect sacrifice made, and therefore full access had been granted. For years upon years, the law had excluded non-Jews and women and those of the society that were deemed less than, that they were not allowed to enter in. But Jesus came and granted access to and for all persons. No matter what society may say for them, Christ is saying, draw near. All are welcome. All are valued. In the Old Testament times, during the Day of Atonement, they would bring two goats to The temple. One was as a sacrifice, and the other, the priest would lay hands on as a symbol of placing our sin upon that goat, and then they would release the goat from the temple to run into the wilderness. And it was a symbolic way of saying we've been released from our sin, that our sin has been cast out. This is where we get the term scapegoat from. That we, we placed it on someone else and we let it go. And, and through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, there is no more need for these sacrificial goats because the perfect sacrifice has been made. Christ has taken our sin and cast it as far as the east is from the west, so Scripture proclaims. For lack of a better terminology, Christ has become our scapegoat. The one that removes our sin through grace that we may have full access to God. That we no longer have to come seeking a priest or someone to do the work for us, but we are allowed to enter into relationship with God because God desires this relationship. And as we remember the the fact that the, when the priests were having to enter into the temple in the Old Testament, and they had the rope and the bell, it was because if they were not pure, they would die, as we hear in Romans 6.23, because the wage of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see... Through Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. We are granted eternal life. Access has been granted to enter in to the throne room of God and to dwell with God, to live with God, and to be present. This Hebrews text points us to the attitude with which we should approach God this attitude where it says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our, our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. This sprinkling was part of the sacrificial atonement during the days of Yom Kippur and the day of atonement where they would sprinkle the blood. And it is saying that through the blood of Christ we may enter in the throne room. We may draw near to God with full assurance of faith, knowing that God, that Christ has paid our for our sins. Christ is, has given all that was needed to be given, that we may enter in, and that we may have relationship with. And this being washed with the pure water, the living water, that we may enter into true life. But we come with a true and pure heart, with sincerity, bringing all that we have and all that we are. It's that genuine desire to be honest and transparent and vulnerable with God and with ourselves, which is terrifying for many of us. We don't want to to be transparent. Even when we come and confess our sins to God, we do something along these lines where we go, God, you know what I've done. Because we don't want to say it. But what this is telling us is that God longs for us to draw near. So much so that there was a sacrifice made that we may enter in. Be vulnerable and transparent with our Lord, our God, and our Creator. In Psalm 51, verse 17, it says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, and with a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. This is that reminder that over and over throughout Scripture, we see the attitude that we should approach Christ with. In Scripture, we hear of Christ getting upset and mad and flipping tables and all these things, but the times that that Jesus gets mad is when those people think that they are better than they are. When those people put themselves on a pedestal or they step on and over others, when they don't come with humility, honesty, transparency, they don't come vulnerable but over and over through Scripture we hear Christ entering into relationship with the prostitute and the lepers and the tax collectors and the sinners and those that society has deemed unclean. And why is it? Because they come with a, with a sincere and a contrite heart. They come knowing that they're not worthy. But through Jesus Christ, they are given access. That, that Christ has paid for their atonement, that Christ has paid for their forgiveness, that Christ has paid the price that they could not pay. Because Jesus, we are given the ability to draw near with all of our stuff and our sin and our the the lives that we have lived to enter into his courts and lay it all at his feet with pure. Vulnerable, honest, and transparent hearts. Saying, God, I'm not good enough, but through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I am given access to you. This is that sincerity that we talked about last week, that our, our hearts can't be split between the world and God, but it is full submission as we enter in and say, God, here it is, all of me. I lay it at your feet. So as we, this access has been granted, and we enter into the throne, and as we're given the ability to draw near this Lenten season, we must be honest, transparent, vulnerable. What are those things that we need to lay down at the feet of Jesus? Say, here it is, God, I'm giving it up to you. What are those things that as we enter into the throne room that we desire for God to give unto us? That hope and joy and peace and love that we talked about at Advent. What are those things that we need God to implant in our hearts and our minds and our lives? My friends, access is granted that we may now draw near to God. Amen? Amen. Amen.